Welcome to Stage Mom Podcast, a podcast for breakthrough bands and artists. Today we have Funds for Jimmy. Funds for Jimmy is a local band out of Southern California. Their sound has been noted by Paris's mother as extreme jazz or hardcore coffee house, and I think she definitely nailed it with that. I had a great time talking with them and getting to know them as a band and learning about the local scene in Southern California. I would love to get the chance to go out to Cali and see them live. No! Funds for Jimmy here, and I'm just gonna go around and have everybody introduce themselves. Just let me know your names, your age, and what you do in the band. And I, th- I guess we'll start with Molly. Okay, hi, my name is Molly. Um, I sing in Funds for Jimmy. Um, yeah. Okay. Hayes. Uh, what's up? I'm Hazel. Um, I am 20. Turning 21 this year, super excited, and I play bass for the band. Okay. Hi, my name is <laughs> I'm 21, uh, and I play rhythm guitar. Okay. All right, and uh, Molly, did you say how old you were? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm 19. Okay. Uh, we forgot about uh, Dylan and Chips. Dylan is our really yeah. insane drummer, and then Chips is our lead guitarist. Okay. So a total of five of us in funds for Jimmy. Okay. This is just yeah. three out of five. All right. Well, I'm happy you guys made it. And you guys are out of California. Where in California are you? We're in Southern California in a small town called San Dimas. Um, okay. That's where me and Dylan originally, like, met. It's my hometown. Um, yeah. He also I'm lives in San Dimas. Ontario. Okay. Yeah, so I'm from Ontario, Miles is from San Dimas, and P-Dog. I'm, I'm from Lake Elsinore, so I'm probably about, like, an hour away further south. <laughs> okay. So you're still an hour away from everybody, but you guys, would you meet in the middle for practices and rehearsals? No, I, I drive up there. I don't you mind. drive up there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, your band name, what's the significance behind that? I noticed you guys promote a frog. And yeah. I'm assuming that's Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that is okay. Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. Yes. Um, there is, like, a whole Jimmy lore. I wish Dylan were here because he has, like, just such a huge love for the Jimmys. So he has, like, a whole lore behind them. And we have multiple Jimmys, too. Um, we have Jimessica and Julian. And those are our two other frogs that we also take and have on stage with us when we play. Okay. Um, and there's a whole family, like, tree and everything. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy is, like, kind of started as an inside joke between me and Dylan. And it just kind of <laughs> manifested into something a lot more. <laughs> okay. How long have you guys been together, playing together? Um, together, Hazel, Paris, Chips, Dylan, and I, we just started, like, officially kicking ourselves off. And like this past summer, so okay. summer of 2021. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And what got what got you guys into music? Paris, you well, want to take that? Do you want to take it? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, weirdly, like got me into like playing music. Yeah, yeah. Like your desire to. Oh play man. And... Oh yeah. If I'm, if I'm gonna keep it funky, I was like, I was in seventh grade. I was mm-hmm. pretty chunky. I definitely didn't look the best 
and I just <laughs> wanted like a cool way to finally like talk to people and like show off a little bit. It was very weirdly like self-congratulatory and egotistical for like a little tween. But right. the more I started like practicing and like developing a love for like playing, it just kind of like became like a cool little like passion of mine. Right. So at the end, it didn't even like I had this whole plan of like I'm gonna bring my guitar to school, and I'm gonna play in front of all these people, uh -huh. and everything was so cool. And then that never ended up happening, and I just stayed playing guitar at my house. But I bet those, <laughs> those people probably think it's super cool now. Now that they see you, they're like, oh, wait a second, that was that chunky guy back. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it always is. Yeah, I just started playing, um, coming up on two years in August, so oh, wow. I'm just a little over a year and a half. I never played any <laughs> instrument before. The only thing close was I was in Color Guard, so I have, like, the sound of the metronome stuck in my head. Okay. <laughs> so it gave me a little bit of a consensus of, like, what rhythm is like, but I really started playing bass just because I feel like I wanted to find new passions mm -hmm. of mine and I have like a few different ones but I just like to you know explore a little bit and music has been a big part of my life for so mm -hmm. long <laughs> for so long and um Tina Weymouth of the Talking Heads um I, mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite bands so um listening to all those like little funky bass lines she creates it really inspired me to just start playing and um, I honestly never really thought I would go, to, like, through with being in a band, you know, for, like, a few years, you know, with my practice. But I saw the opportunity, and I don't regret it at yeah. all, because I now have a passion for performing as well. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Um, wow. So I met Dylan, like, um, gosh, six years ago now. Mm -hmm. We've actually been doing Funs for Jimmy, Dylan and I, together for like three years now. It's been like a really long project for us. Um, and he was in a, another local band that my band, my first band was like affiliated with. So we would sometimes do shows together. And then mm -hmm. um, we just became friends after that. I was like, hey, do you want to start a band? And he was like, yes, let's play music. And we just have grinded on this project until it's like gotten somewhere. And so- That's funny. That's how yeah. a lot of bands that I've talked to have started, where it's literally, hey, you want to start a band? Yeah, let's start a band. And then the next thing you know, they're performing three, four gigs a week. It's, it's the craziest yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's good it's, to follow through on it. And it's just, how many gigs do you guys do? Like monthly, weekly? We're, right now, we're kind of taking a little bit of a break just because we're trying to record and get mm -hmm. some new stuff out. Yeah. We just finished our first single, uh, Faye Valentine, like okay. a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago. So we're in the process of like getting a bunch of like co cover art done for it and a lot of like, you know... Um, like promotional stuff for it so we can put right. it out and then after that we've got like a bunch of shows um we're like booked solid until like almost april i think awesome um but yeah roughly i would say we're playing like three days a week like on a really busy weekend mm -hmm. but like two averaging out two to three averaging out okay yeah my oh. i think it was my second week of playing shows with funds for jimmy we actually played uh, two back-to-back -back shows in one night and a show the next day as well. So that was, like, uh, my first show was, like, just, like, a skate park show. And then the second mm -hmm. week, I was, like, thrown into, like, three shows deep in, like, two days. And I was like, oh, this is what it's going to be like. And honestly, it's really fun, especially because, like, I'm friends with everyone in the band. And, mm -hmm. like, it's a good time, so, like, outside of performing, like, just mm -hmm. meeting new people and, you know all that fun stuff yeah it's skate park gigs sounds super fun we don't have anything like well 
We did back in the day, but the, someone went and destroyed the whole skate park. But and then what? kids would break in to make like music videos and like their photography. But yeah, that's where. No. But yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like yeah, a lot of fun. down here in SoCal. Funny, like this is kind of funny. Um, most of the people I know in the music scene, I actually like didn't meet through being in a band, but uh -huh. at the skate park. So I roller skate. I like built my own like Doc Martin custom skates. Wow! So I, I like go and I like meet a bunch of people and like even Molly could say the same. Like I'm like, oh, I know that person. I've met them at the skate uh -huh. park. I've uh -huh. met them at yeah. something skate related. And um, it's kind of funny how SoCal and the skate scene they're like pretty much like hand in hand, like right, completely almost. You know, it's funny because it's like that here, but it's like we don't have, we have like one or two skate parks that I know of. There's probably more. I mean, I am older. But, um, and my daughter, she's a drummer, but she's never really gotten into the um, skateboard. She tried it once, wrecked, and then that was the end of that. But, um, so, but the singer of her band, she she goes to the skate park a lot, and a lot of those guys will come to, like, the house parties they have and everything like that. But So it's, it's true. It's kind of the same here where it kind of goes hand in hand, which is super cool. Yeah. So, um, as far as your, your music, who writes it? Do you guys all get together, write it? Or is there one particular no. writer? Uh, is that Hazel <laughs> on your side? Or is oh, it Molly on your side? <laughs> Wait, it's all mixed up. It's all Molly. <laughs> okay. Molly. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I write a lot of our music. I try to, like, um, do, like, group sessions. But sometimes it just comes out where I'm, like, writing a song by myself and I'm right. like oh my gosh I can hear the drums to this I can hear like this going on in the background and all of this stuff going on I have to do this a band mm -hmm. so um that's kind of how it comes about but recently I've been trying to do more like stuff like including everyone else just because I want like everyone to feel like they have creative input on what we're doing so that we all like kind of stay happy and involved in like the music and um just kind of feel comfortable and like, oh, this is like my part and like, this is what I wrote to this song and this is what this song means to me. And like, mm -hmm. everyone has their own little like personal meanings when they're playing the song. And like, I just really want that. And I think it's important to me to not only like have my writing be like emotionally conveyed, but my band members' writings also right. be emotionally conveyed through our songs. Okay. So. That's cool. Now, do you produce your own stuff also, or do you hire mm. producers? Or um, Right now, we're going to Chips' friend. His, he's an engineer. He went to school for it. Like okay. Poly. Um, but in the past, um, I actually went to my dad's old producer, and he would go to him to get his band recorded back in the 90s. So I was like, I kind of want to keep that on, okay. like, legacy-wise. So for the first EP, I went there and recorded it with Jeb, his name, um, Big Scary Studio, Big Scary Tree Studios in the Valley. And it was really cool. It was a really awesome experience. But this new, um, this new single, I like, wanted to take a different approach, like a more modern kind of like indie approach to it. Um, and I think John, our new engineer, did that like perfectly. Okay. So um, you mentioned your father's in a band or was in a band. Is he, does he still... That yeah, that's, that's, is, that, is that what yeah. kind of started wanting to do it? Yeah, my dad is like um, just a really big musician, has a really big passion for it. He's mm -hmm. he's worked in the music industry like all of my life, so he's been like 
my house has always been very musical when mm -hmm. it comes to him. Um, always bringing in a bunch of new products, sampling and selling and going to concerts and just like playing his own guitar even. It just kind of gave me, gave me the passion. Mm -hmm. It just kind of flowed right through us and it was just like, I need to do this now. I need to like um, carry out like the music passion. Right. For sure. So. Oh, that's nice. He must be so proud. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Sometimes we'll like jam together and it's just really special. Aww. I wish I could do that. I just, I'm not musically inclined at all. I can just totally appreciate what everybody does as I just am just completely blown away by anybody that can play an instrument or even sing. It's just amazing to me because I have absolutely none of that at all. Like when I see my daughter on the drums, I'm just like, where the heck did you get this from? Because <laughs> it's not me. So um, as far as people, like, especially over here in South Florida, because I got a lot of people that follow from South Florida and if they'd never heard you, how would you describe Funds for Jimmy? Like, your music, your vibe, how would you uh, describe it to them? I like, I like what my uh, my mom says. She either calls it, it's either, like, extreme jazz or hardcore coffee house. And I kind of like those. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like that, too. That's, yeah. That's really, like, because I've listened a lot to you guys, so I think that she's got it spot on. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, Hazel, you play the bass and uh, Paris the guitar. Molly, do you play an instrument? Yeah, I do. I think I've um, seen you playing guitar, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, we have we technically have three guitars going. Um, I sometimes play guitar. I play guitar on um, our song called Weed and then, like, a few other songs. And then I played guitar on the entire EP. So, um, okay. yeah, I... I love playing guitar. It's like a big passion of mine. That's what really made me start my own band. Um, cause my first band, I was just singing and okay. I love singing and I love like stage presence and everything that goes in with singing. But I was mm -hmm. like, I think this would be so much more fun if I got a guitar at the mix. So I started my own band and I was like, I'm going to play guitar. It's your band. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you guys play any other instruments or is, are those strictly the instruments that you guys play? Um, I can play the bass and ukulele. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I, right now, only know how to play the bass, but our drummer is um, trying to look for students. Um, so I propose that I might be my drummer's first drum student. Okay. Um, just because, like, you know, I love, like, the sounds we create with Funds for Jimmy, mm -hmm. but I have a very big influence from, like, hardcore and metal and all of that fun stuff, so I've been listening to, like, a lot of, like, turnstile and, like, a lot of, like, modern hardcore bands, and I really like those drum beats, so mm -hmm. um, hopefully soon um, I'll be, like, starting on the drums, just because it's also fun to hit things, you know? <laughs> like give yeah. my fingers a break just hold something you know exercise my wrists a little bit so um, hopefully That's that'll funny. be my next instrument we um, have um here in florida we have smash houses do you have those in california where you can just go yeah. hit things yeah okay so if it doesn't work we all the like, drums just go there <laughs> yeah hey, we have like anger rooms They're yeah like anger that. rooms oh it's called yeah. the anger room there yeah they call them smash yeah. houses here <laughs> so um sounds cooler. yeah it yeah. does sound cooler yeah, I haven't been. I haven't been, but I've been wanting to. <laughs> so what do you enjoy most about being a musician? Hmm. Roast or Molly? Yeah, sure. Um, oh, my gosh. Just the way it makes me, like, feel. Like, getting into the zone is, like, such 
a coping mechanism for me and it just makes me like so happy and I can just get lost in whatever I'm doing if it's like playing or writing or like you know picking up a new instrument too like that's oh my gosh it's just so fun like you start out and you're just like wow this feels great and it's just such a release and it's something that you can put a lot of energy and a lot Mm -hmm. of love and compassion into and you get a lot out of it so definitely like the relationship I have with music is my favorite part that's good okay what about you Um, other two I feel like there's a lot of things I love about music um one or Honestly, I'll just narrow it down to three. Number one is probably because music is such a big part of my life, like with skating, um, you know, like having like something to listen to and stuff. Like it's definitely one of my favorite things being able to have like the freedom to contribute those influences into merging it with the sound that funds for Jimmy creates. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite parts is like um, one of one of my favorite bands to play um, on the bass is Tool. <laughs> So, like, oh, okay. writing baselines um, that's, like, a combination of tool and funds for Jimmy. Like, it's just really cool to see, like, how I could, you know, improvise with that. And it's also really cool um, for me. I- I'm, like, queer. I'm non-binary. So um, being able to go on stage and, like, not have to, like, hold any part of myself back and be able mm-hmm. to dress exactly the way I want, present mm-hmm. myself, express myself the way I want, and be completely supported in doing so because it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things being about being a musician, as well as um, um, going to new areas. You know, like you mm-hmm. know, we play locally quite frequently, but like uh, we're playing San Diego in February. So like I've been to San Diego to go to SeaWorld or Legoland when I was like I don't know a child, but mm-hmm. I haven't been there as an adult yet. So it's like I'd be able to explore something I've never been to or meet new people I've never seen before and that's one of my favorite parts is just like playing music but playing it in like new territories and I don't want to say marking the territory but it's also like marking your territory yeah it's true it is true (laughs) that's very true those are like my top three favorite Mm -hmm. things about being a musician Mm -hmm. about you I know I'm yeah, there's like a deep question. It's it's. I, I agree with <laughs> Never Molly thought of myself as of, deep, but not <laughs> like I agree with to Molly on a lot of her examples too. I wouldn't necessarily, for me, think of it as a coping mechanism, but more of just like. I don't know. It is true. It's like you do enter this space when you're like playing, mm-hmm. and it is like very like ethereal and almost just like something that you have access to while you while you're playing and like having that weird momentary, not like power, but just sensation is super nice and like Mm -hmm. almost addictive. And then the fact that you keep getting better and you learn more intricate things and then that sensation grows bigger. It's probably like my favorite thing about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because there's so many people that I know that are such different people when you talk to them and then they get on the stage and they're just a completely different person. And it's like, that's that person I was just talking to. So it's it's oh, pretty nice. It's kind of like, like a release for some people. Dylan, that's that like how our drummer is. Oh my gosh, yeah. our drummer is like extremely shy. Like we'll have his hair above his face, like looking down. Like Dylan just and he just likes to like you know just be with us. Like he he's just a very like shy person. But then mm-hmm. you see him on the drums and a beast is unleashed, man. Mm-hmm. Like. So, like, I, I totally get you on that. I love yeah. watching him play on the drums. And, like, 
you know, any musician really too, like you meet someone and they could be quiet, they could be mm-hmm. shy and then they go on stage and like they'll release like vocals you didn't even know could come out of them, yeah. you know, or like they'll be playing like a really insane guitar, like riff, like so mm-hmm. it's really cool. I, Dylan yeah. is like a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we call him our baby. He's like, he's so like quiet and like shy and like, it's just so funny. We're just like, Dylan, no, it's okay. Like we shelter him. We're like protecting him. It's like, <laughs> it's so funny, but we love him. Oh my gosh. Like Funs for Jimmy would not be Funs for Jimmy if Dylan were not in the band. Yeah. And like, Mm-mm. yeah, it's crazy Aww. to like think about it, but it's like, he is so important and like such right. a fixture. He, he's irreplaceable. Yeah. yeah, irreplaceable for sure. So what is it that you would hope your music conveys? Hmm. A, a distaste for the system. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that it conveys um, whatever that you need it to, like, convey to you. Like, hmm. um, I would say that I put a lot of, like, my own personal experiences into, like, my lyrics sometimes and some of my own relationships and examples that I've been through. And I hope that anyone who is listening can like, if they relate in any way, I hope that it just like helps them. And that's mm-hmm. just, I guess what I want the most out of right. our music and what I wanted to tell to people. It's like, you're not alone. We're here mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. I that's really important. Want our music to convey, like kind of how I said, there's safe spaces in music, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, an audi- like audible safe space, you know? That's how mm-hmm. I would want our music to be, like, perceived, you know? Not necessarily they have to know everyone in the band, but, like, you know, they could, like, listen to the music and, like, mm-hmm. they can know that they're safe with it. And, right. like, it's something that's, like, um, comforting or, like, some, some something that people will, like, go back to, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, like, what I would want our music to definitely convey. Yeah, yeah definitely, like... I'm sorry, go sorry. on. No, go on, Molly. Um, Definitely, I just want people to also um, be able to, like, use our music to mm-hmm. convey their, expre- like, what they need to express as well. That's, like, mm-hmm. another good point. So, yeah. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. I talk a lot, so. Um, <laughs> no, like, with what Hazel said, how they don't have to know the band members' names and stuff. That's how it always, well, I'm horrible with names to begin with, and if it wasn't for <laughs> your names on the bottom of the screen right now, I'd have no idea. But, um, like, all the bands that I ever loved, and I would be so, like, die-hard crazy for them, I had no idea any of their names. But I've noticed that the kids these days, they all know every band member, their names, everything about everybody. That and I'm like, I feel like such a horrible fan because I didn't know their names. But I was a die-hard for many of them. So. <laughs> but speaking of other bands, if you could open up for one band, who would it be? Um. Oh my god. Deftones, 100%. Oh my god, the band I was talking to the other day, that's who they love Deftones too. So Deftones, actually. Deftones would be so cool. Okay, I actually haven't showed Molly or Paris this yet, but I just got this white pony tattoo. Yes! Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a diehard like Deftones fan. I love playing their bass lines, so I feel like I would want to open up for them, like, with funds for Jimmy, that would be freaking awesome. Cause Molly, like, we're working on some heavier things. I hear it. Like, I hear Molly's vocals getting a little, a little heavier. So, 
you know, opening for them with like what we could create in that aspect, that mm-hmm. would be absolutely like bananas. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do you guys feel the same, the Deftones, or is there anybody else that you think of? I really like Deftones. I love them. Opening up with them would be really opening up for them would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I think I would really want to open up for Mannequin Pussy. Oh my gosh, they're so cool. I can't cool. say that I know who they are. <laughs> they're like they're they're kind of like on the come up too. Okay, um, I think they, they're playing Coachella this year, which is actually really cool for them. It's awesome. But yeah, they're super cool. They're like kind of hard hardcore, but not okay. hardcore. They're like girl riot. Okay. I also really wanted to say Deftones, <laughs> but like, I don't know, I want to I wanna also pick someone that I like, but also could fit our vibe, so that way when it's like, that was fun for Jimmy, here's Megadeth, like, it's not that big of a thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was feeling too, but I'm like, man, it would be so cool to open for them. If, opening up for Deftones, that would be a dream come true, that would be amazing. I, I think, genuinely... 100% slightly cliche. <laughs> Mac DeMarco would not be awful. I think that would be really fun. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. And I would really like to open. I think that'd be really sick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Mac DeMarco actually would be really cool. I think it'd be a cool. You actually met Jimmy. Mac DeMarco yeah. met Jimmy. Molly they went have... to a show. And Mac DeMarco was on our page. And Mac DeMarco is posing with Jimmy. So that's a that's a trip but yeah that would be a cool like for indie wise the Mm -hmm. drums would probably be who i would want to open for but you know dream come true wise like where it doesn't even make stuff 100 percent. okay (laughs) so tell me a story about one of the songs like behind the the inspiration for one of your songs yeah of course um so our next song that we're going to be working on uh, recording-wise is going to be a song called Weed. Um, and the song has, like, just a lot, a lot of baggage. <laughs> if, like, if from my, from writing it, um, there's just a lot of stories that I've put into this song for me. And it's very, like, simplistic. So um, it's just, like, about relationships and, like, about relationships with, like, addiction. And I've seen, like, okay. a lot of my family members, um, you know, go through that. A lot of my friends mm-hmm. go through that. And um, I kind of wrote it with intention. Um, not intention, but, like, um, kind of remembrance of, like, everyone who I know personally that's kind of, like, passed away this past mm-hmm. couple of years with the pandemic and everything being really hard um, in, like, the drug industry and, like, a lot of stuff being laced and, like, I've lost yeah. a lot of friends to that, and I know a lot of, um, you know, my close people have lost a lot of people to that. So that's, like, a big thing for me is, like, relationship with addiction, and it's, like, real, and it's something that's mm-hmm. really important, and it should be talked about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's like, a really big theme for that song, and I'm really excited to be working on that song because it's just so pretty, mm-hmm. and they, we had a lot of trouble balancing it because we played three guitars and, like, they're all playing all at the same time and it's like crazy, but it's just, it's really powerful. And I really mm-hmm. love that song. So no, your description, yeah. it makes me excited to hear it. I can't wait. When is that yeah. coming out? Um, we're going to be recording that as our next recording song. So hopefully we'll be able to start recording in March with that. Okay. Um, so hopefully in like two or three months. Okay. 
Yeah. All right, cool. We are, or we might save that for the album. We're not sure yet. Well, yeah. I follow you guys, so I'll <laughs> definitely get notified. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there a certain song that you guys have that you hate performing? Um, okay, personally, I would have to say I don't really like performing Conceited. Um, that's a song on our EP that a lot of people, like, have reached out to me and said, like, they really love. And, like, they've asked me to perform this song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just have, like, a love-hate relationship with that song. Um, just because it's so wordy and, like, mm-hmm. I feel like during a live performance, like, it just kind of gets a little boring or drags a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, like, ah, I maybe should have, like, toned back lyrically. But it's right. still really good. Like, a lot of people really resonate with that. And I resonate okay. still with it to this day. Okay. But, you guys, do you guys have a problem performing Conceited, or is it just you just keep going on with your instruments? I've actually never learned con- Conceited. Okay. Um, just because I came in the band, like, um, around, well, Chips was originally, like, filling out on bass before I joined the band. But when I joined the band, I learned all the songs that we're playing now, for the most part. Um, okay. Conceited and um, For You. And Ain't That Some Shit, those are all um, songs that I personally don't know, mm-hmm. so I can't really say that I don't like playing them. But I do like those songs, but if I were to choose a song that I'm not a big fan of, like, playing live, because I always mess up, is um, <laughs> Do You Care? Um, do You Care? And that's one of our songs, and it's just I always mess up the counts, and I always beat myself up over it. But not yeah. really that I don't oh, like the song, but just I always just mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Practice. Practice. Play it more and more, and you'll... It'll be muscle memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is your favorite cover to do? I, I heard you sing um, Sunday Morning... Um, and that was real good, but Thank are you. there any others or what, what's the name of the mannequin pussy cover we do? Um, romantic, romantic. It's the best. It's the best cover. It's the best. It... Yeah. I think that's my favorite cover too. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Honestly. A, so cool. I love all of our covers, like almost equally. Um, <laughs> I do like Sunday morning because that's probably the most challenging song I've had to play live. So personally, I would say it's one of my favorite covers just because it makes me feel like um, a more, I don't want to say, because I still underestimate myself because I'm still so new to playing and I don't have as much experience, but playing Sunday morning is just like one of my favorites because it Mm -hmm. makes me feel like I'm like legitimate, you know, it makes me feel Mm -hmm. secure with my playing. So yeah, I would say Sunday morning, but that mannequin pussy cover does go extremely hard. And I love it a lot. There was a song uh, cover, you guys. Actually, I did see another cover on your page. My daughter's band plays it, and I can't remember it now. And I meant to remember. All night I was reminding myself. Uh, Is it Death by Hippie Powers? Nope. Hmm. I almost want to look. Is it <laughs> look. the Gorillas? Nope. Knowing me, I'm probably thinking of another band. I don't know. Let me see. Let me see. I'll move on to my next question while I do that. So if it wasn't for music, what would you guys be doing? Or what do you think you'd be doing? I'm in school right now to become a history teacher. Really? <laughs> yeah. And my brother-in-law went to school for that. I think it's cool. I love history. It's rad. I, 
honestly, I don't know, because I do so many things that if I didn't have music incorporated in my life, I still feel like I would somehow end up somewhere around it. Um, in the next month or two, I'm going to be studying cosmetology school okay. for hair. So mm -hmm. um, just like being a hairstylist, um, I probably, if I wasn't doing music, I would open my own like roller skate shop, like custom. Oh, wait. But um, now that I'm like a musician, I feel like I wouldn't be able to open my own business just because I would be like, you know, like traveling or like practice and stuff. And I wouldn't be able to devote as much time because being in a band practically is like a full time job, especially yep. Molly. Molly does like so much and we all appreciate and love Molly so much for like what they do. But <laughs> like in regards to practice and shows and like all that kind of stuff like we're always super occupied with that so yeah it is like a full-time job it really is i didn't find the song by the way but <laughs> i gave up I'm not very persistent, i guess <laughs> i'll message you guys when i figure it out thank you <laughs> that's so funny um oh my gosh i there's no life without music, so I don't think I would be doing anything else. Yeah. I think I would, like, somehow find a way to do something with music because it's just, like, yeah. from day one, it's been, like, so important to me. Well, it's been instilled in you with your father being in a band and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't see any other route for you either. And I've only been talking to you for 32 <laughs> minutes, so. So, are you, all right, so you guys, have you? I know you're going to San Diego to play. Are you guys planning on possibly doing some kind of like maybe small tour or anything like that? Have you guys discussed anything like that? Um, I've been really thinking about it. I um, have been kind of in cahoots with some stuff like like some venues in Arizona and um, some venues in New York as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm kind of a little bit nervous just because I'm like, oh, we'd have to get gear out there. And like my drummer, his he's like really set on using his own drum kit mm -hmm. so i'd have to figure out a way to like cost efficiently get yeah. a drum kit and like make sure that it's like up to his standards so yeah. it's something that i'm definitely thinking about yeah mm -hmm. um i've also thought about like maybe getting a band yeah but yeah it's all kind of in talks but we would love to tour i would love to tour that'd be yeah. amazing I know, um, I mean, it's too late now, but I was talking to Molly about, like, South by Southwest. Oh, um, yeah, my daughter's band was invited there, like, yeah. two years ago. That's yeah. So we we wanted to, like, not necessarily play in it, just because it's, like, too late to try to do that. But mm -hmm. this year, like, we were like, oh, you know, all the bars around that area, I think Houston, or, no, Austin? Austin, Austin yeah. Austin. Mm -hmm. Um the bars around there are taking bands too. So um, maybe next year, that's something that mm -hmm. I would want to do. Um, Cause Texas is far, but it's not like, you know, across the country. It might mm -hmm. feel like it, you know, when you're driving through that big old state, but <laughs> it would be definitely <laughs> really cool to tour out there, especially, mm -hmm. um, you know, actually meet bands that we're mutuals with um, in person and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, like, how is the scene there in California? Like, I know here in South Florida, it's pretty, you're either in it or you're not in it. And when you're in it, it's like, you go to a show and it's got, like, a lineup of, like, five bands. And then the next week you go to a show that has probably four of those five bands playing in it, but a new band. 
and it's like um they're all it's like it's one big huge family but like i said if you're not in it you're not in it and it's how is it out in california honestly the scene here um is kind of crazy like it's big like it's music in California. California. Yeah, yeah, music in California is crazy. Like there's like new bands that I'm hearing about like every day. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, there's a new band on this lineup they just like formed yesterday. Like it's crazy. And yeah. it's really amazing that it's this big and it's really amazing that there's so many people who are like in the scene and it's yeah. like it's crazy. But also it gets a little scary because a lot of people in the scene can like, you know, be abusers and like stuff like that. And it's just, it's scary because there's so many people, but it's also amazing that there's so many people. Mm -hmm. You have to like kind of keep your eyes open because it's crazy. It's crazy out there. It is. The scene is like, while it's literally like ginormous, it's also Mm -hmm. like really small because everybody knows each other. Yes. You know, like everyone in SoCal knows each other music wise. Like, um, I'll be like, oh, like, I know this person in this band. They're like, oh, really? Like, that's my cousin. And I'll be like, what? Yep. Like, you know, like, <laughs> stuff like yep. that happens all the time. And, like, kind of it's the same, like, um, you know how you said, like, the same five bands will play. And then, like, one band is, like, added. Uh, we mm-hmm. play, like, with a few bands frequently, like, our homies Dreamscape, like, Seps. We play with a lot. Um, Blue Jay. Um, the slums like a, the slums or low slums like they're awesome so there's like a mickey's death wheel that's um our lead guitarist other band that we play with them frequently so like there's like a few bands that we find ourselves always playing shows with right and then of course like uh, we play sometimes with different bands which is kind of cool but it's also yeah. cool having those homies right there because we all just yeah. try mm-hmm. to get to the same end point you know exactly yeah they're all pretty supportive here of each other too, which is pretty cool because like you said, you're trying to get to the same endpoint, but they're all like super excited for someone. If something big happens for them and there, it's, it doesn't, I don't sense like, I mean, I'm sure deep down inside, some of them cry themselves to sleep, but <laughs> I mean, it's like, they're, they don't show it. They're all like rooting everybody on. And it's, it's just really nice to see. It really is. They're all like, it's like I said, a family. And when, when one person succeeds, Everybody's super excited for him at the moment, at least. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have yes. a favorite local band? Yeah, I would have to say my favorite local band is Steps. They're really cool. Yeah, I love their attitude. They're so fun. Can we have a show too. Honestly, um, we only played with this band once, but I was honestly like really i wish i got to see their whole set but i had to get the drum kit out of the car at the time but they're called tofu um just because i had never seen this before because like you know um with the band or the scene being so big you know um sometimes like bands tend to like be extremely similar you Mm -hmm. know and um this was like one of those bands that really stood out to me because tofu it's only a three-person band all femmes which is awesome Mm -hmm. they're like they're punk which is also mm-hmm. super cool but they switch positions so um someone's on the drums and then they'll come and they'll play guitar and the person yeah. on bass will go on drums and they switch around in the set so um, yeah. playing with them it was super cool to see that because i had never seen that before so mm-hmm. tofu they're they're awesome and also femmes and punk that's also pretty mm-hmm. pretty punk so i love to see that <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, there's a band here that's very similar. Um, 
to what you had just said, like the singer will join in and play the drums with the drummer. It's just so much energy. It's just anytime that we hear, I haven't heard of them playing lately though, for a while. I think they were getting married and stuff, but um, I mean, it's like, they're so impressive. It's just, it's, you, you get done watching a 15 minute set and you're like, woo, you're like half asleep before them. And you're like, wow, that was the best thing I'd ever seen. So um, I know what you mean though. It, it just gives you so much energy and just, it's just starts. It's just amazing. Like I said, I have a, an appreciation for everybody that can play an instrument, let alone two people pounding on the drums at the same time. And it's sounding good because, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. So um, I do this segment. It's called, you could tell mom anything. Cause I'm a mom. I'm, you know, stage mom. Well, I'm also the roadie and everything. So, um, I have a couple questions under this and they're not crazy or anything. So it's just more deep because apparently I'm deep. I was told that earlier. So, um, (laughs) so for the first one, do you have any regrets? Like, is there anything that you've done that you've regretted doing, um, thus far? I probably should have smoked less weed in high school. Well, at least you realize it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a pretty good question. Honestly, um, I was in a four-year relationship. It was a very abusive relationship, and, like, I'm still healing from it to this day. Um, um, one of my biggest regrets is, like, um, putting me um, so deep down inside and not letting yeah. that come out sooner. And, um, you know, chasing all those passions, like not picking up an instrument sooner, like um, yeah. not um, realizing my queer identity or gender mm-hmm. identity, um, you know, just like those things that I really like just put, I mean, for lack of better words, put in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my, my biggest regret is like um, doing that to myself for someone who uh, made me um, I feel not the best. So. Right. Um, my biggest regret is definitely not finding myself sooner when I definitely could have. Yeah. But I'm glad that you did though. Now you could start living and being happy. Yeah. I'm super glad. (laughs) Thank you. Any, any regrets, Molly? Um, oh my gosh. I have so many regrets. (laughs) Um, I guess my biggest regret would be not. Not sticking with piano, piano lessons. I should have stuck with piano lessons because I'd always hear like arrangements in piano and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew how to do that. We knew then, but we know now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what is the funniest thing that's ever happened to you while on stage? Oh, I have one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was my birthday party, so it wasn't, like, a stage stage. It was just, like, a, you know, pool of my friends and family. Mm-hmm. And um, let me just – it was – this is a span of 15 minutes. So um, first I go to get my bass, and it's – I always use this case I don't recognize, right? And I thought mm-hmm. someone jacked my bass. So I was, like, completely about to have a full panic attack. Uh-huh. Where the hell my bass is? But my parents had surprised me with a new case for my bass because the one I had did not fit my. At the time, I was playing with my BC Rich Warlock, which is a pretty okay. wonky looking one. Uh-huh. But um, 
that happened. So then I go up and like I'm tuning and stuff. And then my parents come out with a new amp. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, I just thought my bass is stolen. Now I have this new gear, right? So <laughs> I proceed to plug it in, electrocute myself. Oh, then no. in my in my eight oh, inch gosh. or I don't even know, like five or eight inch platforms. I don't. I'm not good with inches or numbers. Or medicine, <laughs> they're just me small. neither. They're big. Um, my in my big platforms, I tripped over my cable. After oh, I had God. electrocuted myself and fell oh, on my knees in front of my whole group of friends and family. And apparently oh, no one saw it, which is cool. But at the same time, I'm like, I thought my base was stolen. I got surprised with this new, like, extremely big and expensive amp. Then I electrocuted myself. And then I ate shit all of a sudden 15 minutes. So that, is definitely, that definitely is my most funny oh, stage Oh, my moment. God. That is funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, the funniest moment I had on stage in the in my old band, um, we were playing Battle of the Bands, and my drummer had let go of his drumstick, and it oh, yeah. hit me in oh, the no. back while I was, like, mid-singing, and oh, it like, hurt so bad. And I had, like, the tiniest voice crack. <laughs> and like I had to like refrain myself from like just like losing it because it hurt. It was just uh -huh. like super fast, and I was like ah. And yeah, it was like really embarrassing because that voice crack. And I know uh -huh. no one heard it, and no one cared, and we ended up winning anyways. But like oh. I was just like that couldn't have happened at like a better time, right? Well, he bent down, <laughs> grab another stick, or yeah, he just like yeah. whipped one out and kept yep. playing, and I was just like yeah, crazy. Yep. yep. That's why I can't tell you how many times my daughter mid playing one will break and you have no idea because she just picks another one up. And I'm like, I would just be like, I would panic. And then I would like <laughs> run around looking for sticks. And I don't know. I guess you just train yourself. I don't know. Uh, I remember uh, we were playing at this one place called Heroin House, which is like at an oh. abandoned lot at the top of this big hill. It's, oh it's my just, God. it's, it's really like what I think what you would call like a smash house, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, but the way the band was set up originally, it was Molly, Chips, and Hazel in the front. And I went to the back with our drummer and I had all this open space just to like run around and be nasty while I play guitar. And I remember in the middle, we were playing this one song, it's called, uh, it's Void. Um, I like went down with my guitar and I hit Dylan's cymbal and he just like started death staring me the entire time we were playing. And we just like, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, that funny. venue was insane. Yeah. Those are I'm usually the best though. They're, they're like, yeah, like I say this every single cool. time. My, I, the favorite venues here for these kids that play in these garage bands are just like little uh, warehouses that have enough room for about five people in the band, and they think it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, this venue, yeah. like Paris was saying, um, it was like this one tiny little narrow road up a mountain, right? So uh -huh. like, the whole flyer and everything said, um, once you're up here, you can't leave because you right. can only come up, and like you know, you can't leave if cars are coming up because there's not enough room. Oh jeez. So oh, everyone's coming up to this like abandoned 
I mean, lack of better words, crack house, heroin uh-huh. house is its name. <laughs> you know, it's all worn down. Like, you know, it's like... There's holes, like, holes in the floor. Holes everywhere in the ground. Like, um, it's oh, like, literally, God. you see the freeway, like, you know. And then it's literally, going into it, it literally looks like the setup for, like, a Friday the 13th movie. Oh, no. Like, oh, like it, it's scary. And we were, like, scared because the power wasn't grounded. They had this little tiny baby generator. Oh, but, um... It ended up being a really cool show because, yeah. like, there's a lot of people there, and, like, um, everyone was going hard, headbanging, moshing, like, mm-hmm. so it's a cool venue, but would I, like, drive up there again? Yes, but not a lot. <laughs> right. They were so mad at me. They were so mad at me. They were like, why did you book the show? Like, what are you thinking? I was like, I didn't know, guys. Like, I just thought it was going to be in the woods. Like, I didn't know it was halfway up a mountain. (laughs) One-way road mountain. Yeah. (laughs) You can come, but you cannot leave. What's that? Oh, as I'm saying, I'm super glad it ended up being a sick show, honestly. Because I remember, yeah, we were just super like, how the hell did it? Molly, what the, where are we? (laughs) This is but that's how those usually turn out. Those usually turn yeah. out to be the best shows. It was sick. Yeah. It was so yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a great yeah. show. And Dylan was so mad at me. He was like, I don't ever want to play this venue again. You have to promise me we're never going to play House of Heroin again. He was so scared. And we're like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. We won't. I promise. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So if you were a song, what song would that be? Hmm. Hello, it's me by Todd Rundgren. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I got it. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is, this is my final answer. I'm buzzing in. I'll Be Lucky Someday by Glenn Campbell. That's my song. Okay, that's a good one. That's, that's pretty accurate. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Hold on, I need to think about this. Uh, oh, that's a that's a hard question. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> I want to say by like Lady Gaga, something by Lady Gaga. <laughs> I'm not sure which one, but something. Okay. Um, No, actually, no, I take that back. I redact that statement. Um, <laughs> honestly, okay, I think my, the song for me would be Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. Um, one, because I love singing it, but two, um, I just love what the song means, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's awesome. It really is, you know, I had never heard of, like, girls, like, being in punk you know and like you know being able to say they're queer you know and Mm -hmm. like sing about it and like yeah I feel like that one really sticks with me coming as like a queer femme um so definitely that one that's the one okay all right um I had no idea so I think I would be the opening soundtrack to the Twin Peaks that is great that is really good that's funny yeah that is funny okay so what what useless talent do you have uh i do really bad impressions 
Okay. Well, that's <laughs> um, not completely useless. People make money off that. Like, I know how to do a clown nose sound. Um, I know oh. how to do Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Kermit. Um, right now I'm working on Elmo. <laughs> but I think my I think my talent like my useless talent is Janice from Friends. That, oh my god, that is so not useless. That is like awesome. Chandler, Chandler Bing. Oh, oh my god, my god. <laughs> so That's useless, like because like there's only a niche group of people who watch Friends nowadays oh so i guess yeah. i guess i will say that i guess that's my talent is janice from friends that is great that is so great i have great eclectic movie knowledge oh really <laughs> yeah i used to back in the day but now I, my memory's completely gone i was gonna say i'm stupid good at trivia games that's like the kind of useful and useless like it's yes. very good when we actually play them but other than that i'm a useless mess. Yes. Paris is like a walking trivia game. I'm not even kidding you. Like, he will just yeah. spit facts about, like, everything. And I'm like... <laughs> I love that. I love people like that. My husband's like that. And it's, it's like... You would just... You would have no idea. And, <laughs> and it's... Yeah, it's shocking sometimes, some of the stuff he knows. I used to question it. I used to be like, come on, you don't know that, but... He actually really knows. Yeah, yeah it's, it's shocking. So if you could date any celebrity, who would it be? Alive or, or dead? I guess they could be dead. I mean, it's if you want to date someone dead. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I would date SZA. If they were alive today. No. I would date SZA in a heartbeat. I would who give her that? the time of her life. SZA? SZA? Yeah, oh my gosh. Look um, this person up. They're amazing. FDA. She's like an R&B artist. SZA. Um, what would be what? mine? Why can I not find this person? How do you spell? S-Z-A. It's just, um, S-C-A? Z. S-Z-A. Oh, because I obviously am showing my age. That's why. Um, oh, okay. Well, she's pretty. She's got a nice body. Winona Ryder now or back then? <laughs> Either or. She looks exactly the same to me now and back then. That's what, okay. So there is a slight difference. She okay. looks weirdly, the, the oldest she will ever look is in Girl Interrupted. That's what I've concluded after watching a okay. ton of Winona Ryder movies. The oldest uh-huh. she ever looks is in Girl Interrupted. And she still looks. Yeah. She, I've always loved her. I've always loved her. Okay. I love Heathers. Oh my God. That was my go-to. That and Pretty in Pink, and Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, I, I was grounded oh every summer of my high school career, and I would sit and I would watch those three movies over and over. I know them all, beginning to end, every single word. We had a we had a Halloween kind of bash at my house with the band and everything for Frights for Jimmy, and uh, me and my girlfriend dressed up as Heather, or in my bad, um, uh, Veronica and JD from Heather. Oh, so funny. Yeah, that is funny. Um, I can't decide between the two. Okay. Um, three, actually. <laughs> um, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, um, super cute, yeah. Lady Gaga, of course. Okay. Um, and then Jillian Anderson. I love Jillian Anderson. So okay. Um, those three. Um, would not date them at the same time, but <laughs> would date them. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, not polyamorous. I, but yeah, them, them three because they're all like my celebrity crushes. Okay. All right. Yeah. When my daughter, I was told the other day that when my daughter, because she's, I call her a chameleon. You never know what color hair she's gonna have. And um, when she's the blonde, like the platinum blonde, um, my girlfriend told me that she looks just like Lady Gaga. So, yeah, so that's, I I never seen it until she said it. And then I was like, you know, you're kind of right. Yeah, kind of right. The reason why I I told her that, she was like, oh, I'll take that. Lady Gaga. Really? (laughs) Yeah. um, She was uh, the Countess in American Horror Story Hotel. And she had bleached brows. I had never really seen it done before. And I was like that's happening i'm doing that and it's been like this i've almost had my eyebrows bleach going on two years now really yeah i don't think i'm ever going because they just yeah they're just going to be like that until you die again right that's like it because they don't grow anymore right i've heard they they still grow i have to bleach them like every really three weeks but i've been re-bleaching them for almost two years i've tried to go like you know try to match my eyebrows with my hair and then Uh it's just like no, or I've tried to like grow them out, and then I'm just like, no, I just look strange. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's either I'm gonna be blonde eyebrows or no eyebrows. That's it. right. So, do you guys have any of you in the band dated each other, or have you just said, nope, that's something we're not gonna do? Yeah, yeah I have a strict yeah. no date members policy because yeah. I know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. no doubt, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Red hot chili. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no, but it's true. It's I. I was talking. This girl. Um, her podcast is coming out on the 11th, and she's super cute girl. Super super cute girl. And um, she dated a band member for a week, and it broke the band up. One week. I was like, one week, and your freaking band broke up. Like so. That's. She's like, never will I date a band member again. Well, we we don't date each other. Like. Everyone but Chips is in a relationship. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So it's okay. Chips is a lone wolf. He's doing his yeah, own. Yeah, he, he's a lone wolf. You know, sometimes you got to monitor him a little bit. But, but he's a ladies' man, though. Oh my gosh. He, you watch he him. is a You're ladies', like, ladies man. man. That's why he's like, oh, I'm not gonna stick around after the show. I'm hanging out with a friend, and we're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we just give him the look, but we love Chips. <laughs> Chips is a, so is, is a ladies' man. He's, like, very charming. It's easy to, like, you know, just get talking no. to Chips, especially the ladies, like, with his long hair and the way he plays uh-huh. guitar. Like, it's easy for him. Very yeah. charismatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is the most embarrassing thing that you've ever done in front of, some, in front of someone you've liked? Um... Hmm. Okay, um, this one, even though, like, me and them, like, um, you know, like, we're, we're pretty much together, um, this is probably one of the most embarrassing moments, um, I, I went to the bathroom, right, and I was just, like, number two, that's all I'm gonna say, right, so I go, and apparently it didn't, Flush, okay? So I go to the bathroom and then they had to go to the bathroom. So they go oh, no. and um they come out and they're like pale. They're like pale white and they <laughs> like look like they've seen a ghost. And I'm like, Are you okay? Like what is wrong with you? Like, did you fall in the toilet or something? And then they're like, Nope. 
And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And they were like, you forgot to flush. And they're like, but I don't care about that. It's just like, how are your like shit that big? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh like, my you God. know, I wasn't, I wasn't really like, oh, oh, you like saw my poop, okay, but it's just the fact that they saw that one, you right. know, like they're just like, literally, <laughs> they told me they're like, if you ever take one that big again, like I swear you should take a picture of it and like put it to the Smithsonian. <laughs> like, they're like that's like a whole dinosaur turd. So I was just like, that was definitely like my most embarrassing thing that's ever happened because like my mom was also right there too and i was like oh god no <laughs> that yeah that's definitely the most embarrassing thing we still joke about it to this day <laughs> like they just called me a, a log layer yesterday so <laughs> that's funny i love that so funny i have a, a semi-similar story to that my uh like one of my favorite things to do to my girlfriend is like i'll look at her real serious and i'll be like i'll be like baby and then she will be like what and i'll just kind of like fart just a little bit just like, you know what i mean just a little bit just like, how you can do it on command like you can like no, do it I with, to, oh I feel it and right when i feel it i'm like perfect baby <laughs> um but this one time i i miscalculated and i looked at her and i was like and you just heard it, and I immediately, like, sprawled up. I oh, just no. about, like, almost shit myself. <laughs> I had to, like, run into the bathroom, like, a full sprint and be like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, one time my significant other was on the phone with uh, two of his best friends, and, um, I didn't know, and I, like, ripped one, and they didn't hear it, but Torn and I were just laughing our asses off, because they started laughing, too, but they were, like, laughing at, like, another joke that we were, like, uh -huh. fired, like, making or whatever, uh -huh. and it was just a weird, awkward moment where, like, we were all laughing for, like, ten minutes, like, and it was just, like, they didn't know, and, you know, our secret. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> yeah, until now. <laughs> That's funny. So what is the best advice that you have ever received? Just to keep going, honestly. Mm -hmm. People telling me, like, just to keep going just mm -hmm. is helped me so much every day. Like, just knowing that people support me and that they're in my corner and they have my back is just something that, like, it helps so much. I'm just like, thank you for being there. Because mm -hmm. if I felt alone, I don't know if I'd be able to do what I'm doing today. Right. Yeah. For me, um, honestly, okay, like I get good advice, but I never listen to it. But yeah, I always give, give really good advice. So like I was like giving advice to someone and then I was like, hey, I should, you know, give that advice to myself. So, um, it was just like, you know, I'm a very like nice person. I always extend my kindness to everybody. So I think one of the, the things that I told myself that I kind of stuck with that's helped me is like, keep your kindness private and don't mm -hmm. make it public. Your kindness is very valuable and you mm -hmm. have to keep it private. So you're not 
walked on or your kindness mm-hmm. isn't taken for granted, yeah. you know? So yeah. They'll take um, advantage keep your of kindness it. private and don't let your kindness or your um, friendship be public, you know? Like, obviously, be a good person. Be, like, you know, right. polite and everything. But, you know, like, don't go the extra mile for people who don't deserve it. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Nope. I, don't, I don't know. It's kind of nihilistic, but it's definitely, like, the advice that I apply to my life most of the time. It's, it's something that, like, without getting, like, too into detail, um, when I was younger, me and my mother were kind of going through some struggles and stuff. And, like, just a piece of advice I've always held on to me is, like, Everyone is capable of bad, so just be the good today. Oh, that's good. That's kind of what I go with. That's really good. Definitely something that I'll pass along. I've never heard that. That's really good. I like that. All right. Right now, I have rapid-fire questions where we have to answer them like this, okay? I'll do one at a time since there's three of you so we can hear, okay? I'll start with Molly because she's at the top of my screen. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yeah. What stranger do you still think about sometimes? Oh my God. The stranger that I met at the beach. Um, and I asked him to help me get a pre-roll and I should not have asked him to help me get a pre-roll, but it ended up being okay because I met some other strangers who were actually from my hometown who knew my childhood crush and they helped me out of the situation and they were like, Hey, let's be friends. And I made some really lifelong friends out of it, which is pretty cool. Okay, Paris. All right. What do you wish you learned sooner? Um, probably don't waste time. Apply yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Hazel, what's your favorite word? Anyways. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, Molly, do you believe in second chances? Yes. Okay. Paris, what's your biggest flaw? Uh, I still smoke too much. Okay. <laughs> first thing is it is accepting it, right? Isn't that the first thing? Or is it admitting? Yeah. I don't admitting know, you have, like that. admitting you have a problem. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. All right, um, Hazel. If you could go back and change something in the past, what would it be? Um, uh, sorry, this is not very rapid. I have to think about that. No one, one ever does it. <laughs> Like, okay, yes, let's go. Um, <laughs> and then it hits up like that. Uh, stayed in dance, stayed in uh, ballet. Um, I okay. would definitely do that because um, it helps with discipline. And I feel like being in ballet, I'd be able to be more self disciplined. Okay. All righty, Molly. Who do you text the most? Uh, my significant other, Torin. Text okay. him all day. All right, Paris, what phrase do you find yourself saying the most? Uh, oh, ooh, this is one that I, I don't say around my girlfriend because she thinks it's annoying, but I've said it since I was a little kid. I like to say shui because um, there used to be a cartoon called Batman Beyond, and it was in the mm-hmm. future, and their future sl- slang for, like, when things were going good is, like, shui because it's, like, feng shui. Okay. So, like, things are going good, it's pretty shui. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Hazel, do you have your own Netflix account or do you use someone else's login? 
might take us off Spotify with everything going on with Joe Rogan stuff, but we're on Apple Music and we're on Amazon and Pandora and all of that. So. And Instagram, of course. Okay. And what's your Instagram um, hanger? At funds underscore for Jimmy. Okay. So do you have any artistic collaborations in mind right now, that, like with any other local bands or anything like that, that you're, you're thinking of doing anything in the works there? No, not currently. If we did anything, I would really, really, really love to do something with Chips' band because I just think that oh. they're great. And we, we work so closely with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just kind of be easy to do that. And I think right. that'd be really fun. So what are your guys' future goals? I know that you said that maybe possibly touring if you can find a van or um, anything else that you guys have in the works that you're thinking of that has been tossed around. Um, for someone like oh, like we play a lot of shows but like opening for a bigger band yeah you know yeah i'll tell you um you know, i i went to see a wall nation here uh God, oh, cool. it was before covid and iron tom opened for them and i know they're from out in california they're not huge they're not huge here like i could talk to somebody they won't know who they are here i fell absolutely in love with that band and so it does, it just takes that one for people to start to know who you are. And, um, yeah. Do you guys know Iron Tom? I've heard of them around like awesome. kind of LA bars and stuff, Yeah. but I've never listened to them. So I'll have to check, definitely yeah. check them out. Yeah. They're they're I, I personally fell in love with them. I was like, wow, this band, they're so charismatic. And it, it, it was just, the performance was incredible, but, um, they were just a local band that, you know, op- happened to open for AWOL nation. So that's cool. I, th- I actually, the guitarist or the bassist is the son of one of the Chili Peppers, so they do have a little bit of an in, but they are ma- they are doing their own work, so, I mean, it's not That's being cool. handed to them. All righty, so when's your next upcoming show? Uh, February 5th at the Haven in downtown Pomona. We're super excited okay. to be playing there again. So. Yay. Okay, and you guys have merch. I know that mine was delayed. I, I normally wear... The band's t-shirt, but once I get it, I'll be wearing it down here, and people in Florida will be like, who's that? And I'll let them know. Um, and they can get that also on through your Instagram account if they want to get merch. Um, yeah, I'm currently trying to set up a band camp for us, so I just have to go through and take a bunch of pictures of, like, merch that we have available. Mm-hmm. But that should be up within, like, the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to drop everything, all of our websites, by the single date release, so we have a mm-hmm. bunch of cool new things that people can interact with. Yeah. So, yes merch purchases definitely in the future so people will okay. be able to find that on our Instagram. Alright, and I'll be looking for weed to come out in the next three months maybe or Hopefully, so. yeah. Yes. Okay. So we do have a single coming out Valentine's Day. Oh, you're the second band yeah. that is a single on Valentine's Day. What's that one? Woo. Our single it's is called, called uh, Faye Valentine. Oh, we talked about it at the beginning. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it hadn't come out yet. Okay. Alright. Okay, so Faye Valentine on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else you want anybody to know or anything? Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Eat your teeth. Eat your teeth? Um. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I'll ask around. <laughs> Jimmy. Um, Jimmy. Don't forget about Jimmy. Jimmy loves everybody. And Jimmy okay. loves pictures. And... Jimmy is a real frog. Like, if someone tries to say otherwise, 
they're lying. Jimmy is a real frog. Okay. Yeah, I'm just That's... I'm just here to spread the message of Jimmy. I wish he could be right here right now. I'm not using. I thought my for own sure I would meet him. I know. I'm so sorry. I had to come <laughs> over to my boyfriend's house to use his laptop because mine is not working. So okay. and I forgot it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He needs to get his sleep. Yeah, yeah he's, he's getting his beauty rest for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time, and it was really nice thank to you. get to know you guys and. I can't wait for your singles to come out. I'll definitely be there supporting those and listening and Thank spreading you so much. the word on ones for Jimmy here in South Florida. And oh my gosh, thank you, so well. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. You guys have a good night. Good night. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Never seen your face